0: All right. Good morning and happy Friday, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Crypto with English. And today's topic and main focus is going to be tokenization of real estate assets. And there is a very particular special guest speaker today, innovator and entrepreneur, I'd like to introduce to you all. I'd love to introduce to you all Mohammed Khashoggi, the founder of Project Nexus, based out of Dubai. And today we're going to cover where the industry is going in tokenizing assets and why this is going to be the vanguard if not the future of excuse me where real estate investments will be going. Mohammed, thank you very much for coming on to the show. Thank you Adam. I really appreciate it. Could you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? How you got into blockchain? and why tokenization of real estate is your project in many ways.
1: Sure. So, well, let me give you a little bit of uh, of an idea about my background. So I come from the hedge fund industry. So I started my own hedge fund basically in the last semester of university, uh, which was, (laughs) as a lot of people might say, is not the best idea. (laughs) (laughs) But it worked out pretty well. Two and a half years later, we raised around $100 million as to some management. And at some point, I just got bored out of the industry. I thought to myself, well, I don't want to really spend the rest of my life looking at income statements and figuring out what is the stock going to do next in, I don't know, in the next quarter. But I was still really passionate about finance and economics. So I sold my share of the company, and then I took a little bit of a break. A friend of mine was always telling me about this thing called crypto. That was basically back in 2019, beginning of 2020. And he was like, dude, you need to check out this thing called crypto. People are making 10Xs. And of course, me coming from traditional finance, I was like, dude, this is complete BS. This is like a scam. It's never going to work. But then I got COVID. And I was stuck at home for around 10 days with nothing to do. So I thought to myself, well, you know what? Let me check out what. what this this crypto thing is all about. I went down that rabbit hole and I was really focused more on the technology side of thing and not crypto because I always saw crypto as an application of blockchain technology. So I went out that rabbit hole and then I thought to myself after 10 days, oh my God, this can actually change a lot of the things that are in my industry. A lot of things that I saw from the hedge fund that a lot of people were struggling from, higher barriers to entry, you name it. Right. And then I thought, okay, is there a business here? Is there something that we can do that no, nobody else has done? And I was very intrigued by the application of the blockchain technology when it comes to tokenization. So we always see that blockchain has kind of two child. One is favorite, which is crypto, and the second is the least favorite, which is tokenization. And I found that tokenization is fascinating because it simply just gives you the ability to take a real life asset that sits here in Dubai, for example, a house and create a digital representation of that asset in a form of tokens that can be traded between people. What does that mean? That means that people with houses right now or people who who want to invest in an asset like real estate can now do so because of a technology like tokenization, which basically fractionalizes an asset. It takes, let's say, a million dollar house, and it creates fractions or shares out of that asset. Let's say each, uh, each token is, uh, is worth a dollar. And in that case, now you lower the barrier to entry for somebody to invest in an asset like real estate from millions or hundreds of thousands of dollars to basically a dollar or five dollars. And I found that idea fascinating because at the end of the day, when we, when we asked ourselves, if we want to build a business out of this, what, what need are we actually servicing here? So we thought about the investor and the average Joe, and what does the investor or the average Joe want from an, an A investment? He wants something that is stable. He wants something that will grow in value. He doesn't want a lot of surprises and he wants a stable income that is being generated for a long period of time. These are the characteristics of real estate. The only problem is the barrier to entry was extremely high. So if you lower the barrier to entry, now you give people a chance to invest in an asset that they were never able to invest in before. And that is all thanks to this tokenization technology. So that's how the whole thing started as an idea and how I took some of the knowledge and experience that I got from the hedge fund industry and basically took it to the blockchain industry and apply it using tokenization.
0: Excellent. And tokenization of real estate assets is a very unique, nuanced space. You know, there is, when it comes to real estate, this is probably the most anti-inflationary asset one could have in their portfolio. Yeah. There is no more land that, it, that will be generated unless we start actively and you could say uh, normalizing trips to outer space and start building condos and things like that yeah. <laughs> up, up there. When, when you conceptualize this idea, now I can appreciate it and I think many in Web3 can appreciate it conceptualizing the tokenization of real real estate that even includes putting deeds on some kind of decentralized ledger and things like that. Yeah. What kind of pushback? And I can imagine you have, what kind of pushback did you get from, let's say, friends, relatives or other business associates, uh, when coming up with this idea and when forming this? Oh, where do I start? Uh, (laughs) are you crazy? uh,
1: this is, uh, I don't know, a hundred billion dollar industry you're going into, uh, right. this will never work. No country is gonna basically recognize tokens, you name it. So uh, I'm not gonna name any names, but I got a lot of pushback from a lot of places when we came up with this idea. Uh, but at the end of the day, we thought it's a very interesting technology. It's a very interesting opportunity. It is worth fighting for. It is worth finding creative solutions because tokenization, it is a very new technology. and The real problem with tokenization is not really the tech itself. The tech is already there. Uh, Most of the stuff that that you want to do with tokenization, there is some sort of a blueprint out there. The only problem that we face is the legal side of things. How do you make a government recognize this token as an actual asset? And what we basically did is that we've done a lot of research and we've contacted uh, Anerton in Germany, which is a law firm that specializes in blockchain technology. And they were basically the legal advisor for uh, Binance Europe. So we went to these, to these guys and we told them, listen, we want to offer tokens for as little as $5. We want to enable people to buy tokens for assets from all over the world, and it should be for retail investors. So they went and came back to us a couple of months later, and and they were like, guys, I think we got it. We figured out a structure that actually works with the already existing legal framework of most countries. And and that was basically the, the idea, is that when we looked at the landscape of crypto, or blockchain in general most of the most of the companies are are waiting for the country to create specific regulations for that technology but what we thought to ourselves well okay there is already an existing legal framework for real estate can we figure out a creative solution here that will enable us to tokenize real estate and it being recognized by the government without requiring the regulators to create a law specifically for tokenization. And that is exactly what we have done. We have figured out a structure using SPVs that will enable us to basically tokenize any property from all over the world that that basically uh, allows SPVs or special purpose vehicles to hold uh, real estate as assets, which is most of the countries. And by doing the SPV model, you're able to tokenize these assets from all over the world and also sell them to retail investors. It's the structure that we came up with that took us quite a while to tweak and figure out, but I think we're amongst the first who kind of think about this problem in this way and not wait for uh, either the regulators to, uh, to create a specific law for tokenization or just taking the easy route and using NFTs. But we wanted to stick with tokenization and we want and it was important for us to provide for our customers the security and the peace of mind of knowing
0: that the asset that you bought is actually worth something. Right. And you mentioned an interesting point in that taking the easy route with NFTs and of course not to name names, but I have seen similarly oriented projects where. NFT is essentially the token effectively that is used to I guess you could say used to tokenize the underlying assets that one is supposed to go, one is supposed to buy so what was your reasoning as to avoiding the non-fungible token and go into let's say creating a special you could rather say unique token for your for your ecosystem here
1: um well we felt that NFT as an application of the technology is not really the best fit for the assets that we want to have so they might work in an environment where it's completely digital right so with digital artwork or with with with, with whatever but we thought that tokenization fits better than NFTs when you're trying to tokenize real life assets because there is an important part that that you need to that you need to have which is basically you need to give that token actual proper value that is recognized by a government because that asset is the real life asset that is sitting somewhere in in our example is real estate right. so a lot of a lot of governments are fearful of NFTs just as a concept because of all the, all the different problems that happen with NFTs and all the scams right. that, that kind of came up in the last four or three years. But tokenization doesn't have that much pushback even from the regulators and that's what we figured out. So it was two reasons. One is that tokenization as an application of blockchain tech is better suited for real life assets than nfts nfts work brilliantly in a digital world and the second is also that the uh, legislators are are easier okay uh not easier it's, they, they understand tokenization they appreciate tokenization and they're willing to have a conversation about it can be more intuitively more understood
0: tokenization, yes. versus, let's say, an because, NFT. That,
1: because of NFTs and all, all the problems that happened with them in the last three years, a lot of the legislators are kind of like shying away from it. And they're saying, like, we really don't want to be involved in anything related to, to that industry, which is a shame because NFTs have a real place and a real value. But unfortunately, some of the applications of that technology created some sort of a bad image.
0: Right. I would imagine, especially in 2021, with all of the kind of NFT art bubbles and rug pulls, as, as one yeah. would say, that, that occurred. Certainly, I think NFTs, to an extent, are going through, you could almost say, a uh, rehabilitative PR makeover, you know, at, at, at the moment. Yes. Uh, and unfortunately, yes. a lot of those rug pulls have further increased general misunderstandings of of non-fungible tokens as well. So... I completely understand how that would play out as you're, you know, putting together this project and making sure you, you know, you're dotting the I's and crossing the T's as, as one would say. So yeah. one of the most, one of the most tangible issues, I guess you could say about real estate, and this is not necessarily mm-hmm. a bad one, but it's a, just a genuine truth of the matter thing are the barriers of entry which you mentioned uh, earlier. Talk a little bit about that and how, let's say, decentralizing our way forward will actually better and improve, you could say, the real estate industry. And of course, encouraging more participation from future investors.
1: Absolutely. So tokenization of real estate is a very interesting concept because it's not just giving people the chance to buy into a different asset but real estate might just be only an application of tokenization or one of the thing one of the assets that you can actually tokenize and one of the reasons why we chose real estate as as an asset that we want to tokenize is because real estate is familiar right. it is in high demand you mentioned that there is you you cannot basically create new land so there is a limited supply and also there is a steady income and an increase in value because that asset is in high demand and limited supply. So we thought that this is the perfect asset to introduce to people as a way in into this new technology of tokenization. So what we're trying to do here is not only tokenize real estate and offer people a different, uh, a different type of investment or even a different market, but really, what we're trying to do with real estate here is introduce people to the concept of tokenization, and in the future, Nexus is really interested in tokenizing things that are that go beyond real estate sure. for example, airplanes, mom and pop shops, your favorite restaurant now these in these companies or these uh, stores or businesses can have a different avenue when it comes to funding. They can tokenize their assets and they can offer it to basically anybody who wants to invest in it. And it's much faster, it's much cheaper. All the middlemen are gone. No more bankers, no more lawyers. And it just makes an extremely efficient system. And it also gives us the opportunity to dabble with the idea of what if assets that are illiquid or immovable can become movable, they can move, they become mobile. So they can basically shift from one place to another, even if they are still in that same physical location, the ownership shifts from one person to another. We thought that that is a very intriguing idea. And we're really interested to see where we wanna go with it. But real estate was really an extremely interesting, simple and a brilliant type of asset that we can introduce to people. And it, it doesn't really have a learning curve. You don't really need to explain what a real estate is. And it will just be a way for us to get people into this world of tokenization. I mean, we as a company, we have this philosophy that we need to simplify the experience as much as possible. And we look at our app as a way for people to get from point A to point B. So you need to design an experience that is so simple and straightforward for anybody to use. If you look at right now and all the other applications like Binance or or all the the other crypto uh, applications or even real estate, they're very complex. They're not user friendly. We see that crypto or blockchain as an industry has a usability problem. It is built for geeks, but it's not really built for the average Joe. So there is no wonder that there is no mass adoption yet. What we are trying to do is not only tokenize real estate, but we're also trying to introduce blockchain as a technology to the average Joe using a simple intuitive design that draw inspiration from things that people use on a day-to-day basis. When we when we wanted to design the app, we didn't only look at Robinhood or Binance or all the finance apps, but we also looked at apps that people use on a day-to-day basis, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Spotify. We saw what works. We saw how these, these companies simplified human connection, video sharing, listening to music, watching movies. How did they take that concept, which is pretty, complex when it, when it comes to tech, and how did they simplify it for people? And that in turn made, made that specific app very popular because it was so easy to use, and it provided a service that is pretty new and interesting and in high demand. And kind of that's kind of how we thought about designing the app, designing the experience, and one of the reasons why we chose real estate as an asset is because it's, it's a very easy asset to understand and it's a perfect introduction for a technology like blockchain of showing people what you can do with it with things that you're already familiar with. Because if you start a conversation with somebody who doesn't know anything about blockchain and you start talking to him about Web3 or DAOs, you will lose him. He will not understand or appreciate what you're trying to tell him. But if you give him an asset that he is already familiar with and he actually wants to buy it like a lot of people would love to invest in real estate, if you give him the opportunity to invest in that asset for as little as five dollars, you already introduced him to that industry without him knowing and that is that is that is the design philosophy that we're that we're that we're taking with the company is that we really don't want to explain to you uh, explain to you. Everything. We want you to figure it out on your own through design.
0: Right. Wonderfully said. And I like the point that you raised. Many of the products, services, the dApps, the applications, they are oriented towards geeks. And this is not to use that word in a disparaging way. However, when it comes to the actual usability, you know, your UI, UX, your, you know, your, your interface on this. This is not something that is easy or intuitive for the the average person on the street. And, you know, disregarding what's been in the news lately, but one of the things Coinbase did well, especially when they first launched, was their app as far as usability, as far as intuitiveness. And in fact, you know, this was, I'm thinking 2018, 2019. And, you know, there was already, you could say, at least in the United States, semi-regular coverage of Web3 cryptocurrencies. So when it came to, let's say, total strangers, or you could say the lay person that ended up, let's say, starting to buy their, their first Bitcoin or starting to get any coin whatsoever, Coinbase was always the name that came up. And when I would talk to people, what everybody consistently said was it was a very, very easy and even fun experience with the app. Now, listen, in all fairness, other applications, and this is not to take a dig, and these are just my words alone, Binance was on the opposite end of that spectrum when it came to the app and the user interface. So when I would ask people about Binance, some of the feedback I got was it was like it was too busy, so to say. There's too many things going on. It was a little bit more like stimulation overload. And I think between the colors and the patterns, it it wasn't easy for someone to navigate with their bare human senses as their first go into cryptocurrency. And I looked at it later. I'm like, I, I looked at the app and I'm like, yeah, this is too busy. Like, even for me, and I like this, it's like, I have to, like, when I use the app, I would have to either toy with it in a certain way where it's like, I have to make this easier for me the moment I use it. And I don't think anybody wants to do that. So I think the points you hit on are extremely, extremely accurate to say the very least, which is, and especially when you're doing real estate, that. I think that intuitive, easy usability, it's an absolute must.
1: Absolutely. I mean, think about it. For example, a lot of companies, uh, let's take Apple, when Apple first introduced the iTunes back in the day. The music industry was in shatters. And Mm -hmm. Apple's idea was, okay, people want to listen to music and they have no problem paying for it but it needs to be organized in a way and it needs to be simplified and if i want to like for example search for uh bob dylan for i will find all of his albums and if i just want to listen to one track i could i don't have to buy the entire album apple understood that very well so they so apple apple when when they created the iTunes they kind of worked backwards they they looked at the user and what does he want from his experience users don't want to for example buy the entire album they only want to buy one or two songs from that album so why can't they do that and apple came with the itunes and basically allowed people to either buy the entire album or buy just a couple of songs and simplified and organized the entire music industry so Everybody can basically go and search for their favorite artists or even explore and start buying and listening to their favorite music everywhere. We're kind of trying to do the same thing. We're trying to organize the real estate market by allowing you, for example, to type New York and then specify, I only want to see apartments in New York and I want to see apartments only in Midtown, for example, and so on. So you need to organize the information and that is one way to simplify it. And the second thing is also basically give them the song that they want to buy and not sell them the entire album. So give them an asset, give them a token, give them a part of that asset because they don't really need the entire, the entire asset or they cannot afford the entire asset. But if you can only give them what they want, that's, that's very interesting and I think that will have a lot of demand because now you're you're offering people an asset that was out of reach back in the days, and now you're giving them a chance to create an entire portfolio of diversified real estate assets from all over the world from London to Tokyo for as little as five dollars each now that is basically a shift in an industry, and what we when we looked at the at the real estate industry, and we, even when we had a lot of conversations with either our advisors or even real estate companies, a lot of real estate companies or developers might think that we are coming in and disrupting their industry. Not really, we're coming in and disrupting it, but but actually in a good way, meaning that we're gonna make things much faster for you as a real estate developer when it comes to selling your, your properties, because now we just give you a customer base that you didn't have access to. I mean, 99.9% of people on this planet cannot afford million dollar houses or investments. And now we just open up the door for all of these people to invest in real estate. So the customer base grew tremendously. The second thing is also, rather than only tokenizing assets in the country where the company exists, let's say in Dubai, you can now offer assets from all over the world and now you truly give people the chance to have a, really, a real diversified portfolio because you're giving them assets from all over the world, you're giving them different types of assets and you lower the barrier to entry to basically nothing. So it's just a combination of design, of product, of understanding what people need of understanding what what people expect from an investment, and work backwards. That's kind of how we thought about the whole thing.
0: Right, like reverse engineering, which, by the way, has served Apple well, Basically. and for for many companies who've applied that, it's a great it's a great method. And of course, you know, many you know, of course, you have to do other things along the way. But it is a great method to create an incredible product or service. And you mentioned buying an album early, earlier. And I think that was a very apt comparison. I couldn't tell you how many times I've bought albums. And it's a situation where it's there's two songs I listen to and the rest of the album I virtually ignore. You know, I think was, I think it's actually in fact seldom where you buy an entire album and either every track or almost every track is is good. I th- I don't think my experience is unique. I think many people <laughs> yeah. have have uh, have done that. Where it's like, okay, you like this one, these one or two songs. You buy the album, and the rest of the album is crap. Like it's it, it's such a uh, such a bad feeling, to be honest. However, yeah. you know, as you mentioned, what Apple did that is more intuitively in line with what customers want. In fact, like, listen, I I like maybe two or three songs from this album, that album. Let me just put a mix together later. I think that is actually what a lot of people would rather do. I've always been fascinated with real estate. And consistently, since the beginning of, you could say, recorded history, real estate has been essentially the sole tool, or you could say the most effective tool, in creating generational wealth. So you think about your children, you think about your grandchildren you know you think about i want this asset so my family and the families of my children are secure they have something that is always going to be a nice little support system and cushion for let's yeah. say hey listen when the economy gets bad when there's certain geopolitical issues and it throws throws things out of whack like covid for instance since real estate is is such where it can nearly guarantee generational wealth and stability. Could you talk about how blockchain and perhaps your project can amplify, make that easier and maybe and perhaps even improve, you could say the, the, uh, the net of that? Absolutely. I mean,
1: real estate as an asset is a brilliant asset but it, it's not like it, it doesn't have risks. You know, every asset have, ha, has risks, but it's a calculated risk in some sorts, and it's less risky than assets like, for example, crypto or stocks. And many people are risk averse, but at the same time, they wanna, they wanna have some sort of a portfolio. They wanna have some sort of an investment that they can leave to their kids. And that investment is something that you do not want to worry about on a day-to-day basis. I mean, if, you, if you're a crypto trader, or if you're a stock trader, you, be, you basically lose sleep almost every night when, uh, when the Feds, for example, have some sort of a meeting, or there is some sort right. of a quarterly report, yeah. you know, or, or any type of event. And most people don't really have that time, or most people don't really wanna put that amount of work into their investment. At the end of the day, it's an investment. It's it's in, in people's mind, they wanna have something that I can invest in and not worry about too much, and it generates an income and it grows in value. And that is basically real estate. So right now, people can actually go in and create portfolios of different real estates that grow in value, that provide them that that income that they're looking for. It's not 10X like cryptos, but it's stable. And that is what really people are looking for. So if you start, and that's basically the, the demographic that we wanna focus on is uh, Gen Zs. We wanna be there at the beginning. So you just graduated from high school, you're going into college, you barely have enough money to sustain, but you can basically shed $5, $10 every month. And that's why we basically chose the $5 or $10 pricing because we wanted something, we wanted the cost of buying or investing in real estate to be as negligible as that Spotify or Netflix subscription. But now you're actually investing in an asset that grows in value. So when people start from 18, investing in assets like real estate and growing their portfolio, by the time that they're the 30, they will have a tremendous amount of investment under their belt and they can basically start adding to it and that creates generational wealth. And the beauty of it is that it's movable, that you can basically send it over, for example, or hand it over uh, to to your kids at some point or to your spouse. So real estate really fits the whole idea of generational wealth. And especially when you, and now we're enabling a lot of people to have the same opportunity to create that generational wealth. And we're even like giving them the chance to do it at a very very early stage. And I think that's, that's key, is that you need to start investing as soon as you can. Investing doesn't mean that you have to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars or thousands of dollars on an investment but it's just consistency and the consistency is the key of you becoming uh, a proper investor because you just need to consistently invest a specific amount of money and be informed and just do that for a long period of time. Eventually you will have enough money to sustain after you basically uh, retire or even if you invest Quite, quite a bit every month, you were able to create some sort of a, a net worth that you can pass on. So I think real estate might not be the only asset that can do such a thing. But I think it's an asset that will fit uh, or will satisfy a lot of people's need or a large population uh, because it's just an asset that you don't really need to worry about that much. It doesn't go up and down in value every second. Uh, it's, It holds its value in normal economic conditions. It has a lot going for it. And I think that asset just being available or affordable to a lot of people is gonna enable us to basically create a market out of real estate, a digital market of real estate. So right now there is a market of real estate, but it's physical. By having enough people buying into real estate tokens you are able to create a market because there is enough people to, to justify a market being created. And a digital market for real estate, I think is gonna be extremely, extremely important. And it's gonna be
0: also uh, quite a competitor to stocks and crypto. I agree. And in fact, I've consistently said on my show and will continue to do so, when it comes to blockchain and decentralized technologies, creating, creating cryptocurrency is not the most optimal or highest use of such technology. A digital coin, for the sake of being a digital coin in of itself, like a store of value, as the uh, common phraseology is out there, that is an interesting, but I don't think it is the best use. And for mass adoption, as you touched on, for mass adoption to ultimately occur there's going to have to be solutions that contextualize people's lives in a meaningful kind of way. And listen, like for example, Bitcoin's been around for well over 10 years and despite the fact for better or for worse it takes the headlines, most people in the world do not use Bitcoin. Why? I mean and why and why is that? It doesn't add context in a meaningful way to the lives of most people. So for me, When I think of blockchain and proper use cases, I think of products such as this, buying a house, buying real estate. This is something everybody knows, everybody intuitively understands. And let's say even if you don't own property, listen, your grandparents or parents or whomever have been through the process of, let's say, acquiring property, getting a mortgage and and things like that. So as as an entrepreneur such as yourself, and I want to know your opinion on this, why does the focus, whether it's in the news or across social media, tend to be on coins versus, you could say, applications? And I mean like genuine use case applications. Because for me, it it, it actually, I find it very almost irritating because it's a very, very skewed, a very, very limited way of looking at the industry and also completely ignoring great solutions that exist out there.
1: That's an interesting question. Let me see. Okay, you mentioned something really uh, when you you said Uh, Coinbase is a is a great platform when it comes to simplicity Uh, and it basically allows people to easily buy Bitcoin, Ethereum or any other type of crypto. Right. But the problem uh, with Coinbase is really the underlying asset. What I mean by that is you need to appreciate Bitcoin and the technology behind Bitcoin or the idea behind Bitcoin, for it to have some sort of a value. But we always, if if you're talking to just an average Joe, a normal person, they will ask you the age old question, what is the value of Bitcoin? Where does it derive its value? And when you start going into that conversation, the more it's, the more it stops making sense to that guy, where is the value for Bitcoin? We noticed that, okay, when we started, we start co- having conversations with people and they tell us like, what is the value of blockchain? What is the application of that technology in real life situation or re- like real life scenarios? Like, what is it gonna benefit me today? Or like, can it be applied to the real world? And many of the, many of the companies out there or cryptos really exist perfectly in the digital world, but they don't have quite an impact on the physical world where most of the people live and interact on a day-to-day basis. So we thought it would be a very interesting idea to find some sort of a middle ground, use the technology of blockchain, but also connect it or related to something that people deal with on a day-to-day basis, which is real estate. So we just changed the underlying asset from something that people don't understand like Bitcoin or Ethereum, or they don't appreciate the, the technology behind it. And now you're giving them an asset that they are very familiar with and they understand and appreciate the value of it. That I think is a better way to introduce people to blockchain than telling them, hey, there is this new thing called Bitcoin, you need to jump on it right now. Why? like what is bitcoin gonna do for me you know right? so you always get into these conversations but we thought you know what let's give people an asset that they're already familiar with and that will be the perfect way for us to, intro- for us to introduce them to that technology is that because of this technology because it exists now you're able to buy into real estate from anywhere in the world for five dollars and that's just one application of that technology now let's jump into different applications of that technology, and that's what you can do and that is I think the best introduction i don't I don't really agree with with what a lot of companies do out there, okay uh, where they're claiming that oh we're like offering crypto for the mat for the masses and all this stuff and stuff. Well let's ask ourselves does Does everybody want to own crypto? Not really, does everybody believe in crypto? not really. But crypto is just an application of that technology. The problem is, is a lot of people think that blockchain and crypto are the same. Right. Yeah. And there, and and because of that confusion, and because of crypto being interesting, being adventurous, being uh, being exciting, it always has uh, or always has a place in the headlines you know, of news outlets, but there's not a lot of light being shed on tokenization because it's not really that exciting. It's not going to go, like a real estate is not going to go up by 10x in a couple of hours. So it really doesn't make an interesting news piece. At the end of the day, all of these news uh, news sources or newspapers or websites, they're a business at the end of the day and they need to put a story that is interesting not not necessarily beneficial. It needs to be interesting. Right. It needs to get views. You know, so uh so by that, they are more they're more intrigued by, for example, rug pulls, by scam coins, by all of these type of uh type of coins, rather than looking at the actual value behind blockchain technology and the application of it.
0: Right. I think that's a great explanation. I like the way you, you tied this all all up. And uh, listen, I, I think, you know, listen, we're adults here. And I, and I think, you know, we can all, you know, comfortably say that, yes, listen, uh, the news is, is still there to make money at the end of the day. So what are the sexier issues or what are more of the uh, attention grabbing issues? It's going to be it's going to be shit coins. It's going to be meme coins. And as you mentioned, it's going to be these rug pulls where people end up you know, losing a lot of money. And it's going to be a lot of these other controversial, salacious events, which are, yes, we can say significant, but not necessarily informative as to, you could almost say the true either nature of the industry, or you could say the true importance of events either. So that is a very, very, you can almost say, unusual problem, but not entirely a unique problem. You know, I I think many industries, you know, obviously do suffer from some from some form of this. And I'll have to say, I'll have to comfortably say, I don't think I've ever had anybody who is doing a meme coin or shit coin or any type of coin in that type of realm where it simply exists for the sake of almost itself as a store of value. In fact, I would say things like meme coins, things like shit coins, are probably one of the worst things to have ever happened to have to have ever happened in Web3. Because I often conceptualize, and at times it ends up being true, when a lot of these you could say meme coins or shit coins come out, they end up being essentially a rather more colorful or maybe even a more sophisticated rug pull type situation of, of of sorts. And for me, if I'm going to buy something or if I'm going to invest in something, it truly has to make sense to me. So I've known people who've, who've gotten, hey, listen, I've got X, Y, and Z shitcoin. And it blows my mind. And I'm like, why? <laughs> like, why? And of course, there's like some sort of either funny picture or almost some sort of entertaining theme behind it. And like a stock trader, you're constantly having to watch it. And that is a very stressful and listen, to be honest, it's a huge waste of time I think if you buy an asset and you constantly have to watch it because that energy and effort could be productively used elsewhere. So, like for instance, real estate. You don't have to look at that every single day. If you have a portfolio, you don't have to be almost micromanaging your own life or specifically micromanaging your own money or you know you could say the direction of that money if you're let's say if you're participating in the crypto market let's say as a crypto trader i mean the only word to really describe cryptocurrencies is volatility it's all volatility it still very much is all volatility so I would say, and at least for me, I like to encourage projects like this that have a real use case, real world application. And since the beginning of recorded history, and as you and I are speaking in 2023, real estate has consistently objectively proven itself as the most steady of investment vehicles both for yourself and for, you could say, future, future generations. One of the things I wanted to ask you, since you are based in Dubai, I've, I've been meaning to visit Dubai, and it's likely going to happen through either speaking at, uh, you know, serving as a keynote speaker at a summit or perhaps going there for consulting. I've always found Dubai as a very fascinating place, and I would say at the vanguard of Web3, and in fact, what I have consistently seen as projects out of Dubai, and I would have to say off to add yours to that, are consistently good, well-oriented projects. I feel like what I've seen in Dubai in many ways are really the type of projects that should be both encouraged and also seen. And it seems one of the main ingredients is that both government and private industry have a very good synergy as to this industry as a whole. By the way, even articulating this industry and starting to really, you could say, put these things into real action. So to my question, what is, as they say, the secret sauce with the UAE? Because I am constantly almost impressed. And being in the United States, I could only hope one day there could be such, you could say, alignment and understanding and encouragement of solid use case projects as a almost as a government private industry whole. So from your eyes, you know, from your eyes from where you're standing, what is what is special about the Dubai UAE ecosystem over there?
1: So I've been living in Dubai for almost six years now. Okay. And what wow. I find very intriguing uh, in Dubai and why some interesting projects come, come out of Dubai <coughs> is that Dubai is kind of a melting pot for a lot of nationalities, uh, a lot of different ideas, a lot of different beliefs. And that creates a very interesting conversation and different, and different and intriguing ways to solve problems. So it's not like you have people with the same mindset. You got different people from different backgrounds, from different education, from different experiences, all coming together and sitting on one table and just discussing an idea. And this is where I think creative solutions starts, start coming about. So that's, that's one part of the secret sauce. So that's one ingredient of the secret sauce. The second one is also that the government here is very, progressive when it comes to adapting new types of technology. Uh, So blockchain has always been a thing that the legislators here had a very close eye since the beginning, not just only a couple of years ago. And when they thought to themselves that we need to regulate this industry because this industry is very interesting, but it needs to be regulated in a way that will ensure and protect people's rights, we need to do it in an, in an interesting and creative way. And what they have done is that they basically created a complete branch of a government uh, and they called it VARA, Virtual Asset Authority. This is basically an authority that is independent, that handles anything and everything related to blockchain. And last but not least, also the government of Dubai have created zones, specific economic zones, for blockchain technology companies to come to Dubai and set up shop here. So you got basically a very interesting environment. You got talents from all over the world. You got a government that is very supportive of the technology and it's pushing in that direction when it comes to providing a proper legal framework for companies and also providing actual zones, like economic zones, for these companies to come and grow and thrive. So they're trying to do uh, some sort of a Silicon Valley, but for blockchain, where you got this specific geographic location where all the biggest companies are there and and the best talents are there, and these companies talk to each other, and there is just this environment of creativity and innovation That happened in so many different places, in New York and Silicon Valley and Hong Kong, and Dubai is trying to do the same thing with blockchain. And I think that Dubai is making such an interesting progressive move in that direction compared to a lot of other countries, whether in Europe or in the US. Uh, For example, we have talked to Vara here in the UAE about real estate tokenization, and they're very well aware of the technology and they have a proper legal framework for such a technology. And what they have told us, basically, is that they're going to give us the first license to operate in Dubai and provide people with real estate tokens, but they really didn't stop there. They said, guys, we want you to tokenize the real estate itself, so you don't really need to use the SPV model. So the SPV model was really used because there is not really a legal framework in a lot of these countries for tokenization. What Dubai did is that, guys, you don't really need to go through uh, with the SPV model. What we're going to do, you're going to tokenize the asset itself, and what we are going to do is that we're going to attach a digital title deed to every token. So you don't just buy the token. That token is is also a title deed, a, a digital title deed recognized and issued by the government itself. So that adds an extra layer of security and comfort that let's be honest, some crypto projects lack. So just having that complete picture is I think very important for a company or a project to thrive, is having the right environment, having the right people, and also having the right legal framework for you to operate. You know, we, we really believe that crypto should be regulated in one way or another, not heavily regulated, but it should be organized. Let's call it organized rather than regulated. It should be organized in a way that will ensure that anybody who invests in a asset will be safe and secure. And that asset will be actually recognized by an entity in the case something goes wrong. I think that is vital for such a product like real estate tokens to exist. And I really applaud like the, the UAE government here for taking that initiative and really pushing things in an interesting direction that other countries surrounding uh, the UAE are actually starting to copy that model. Right. So that means that it works.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And for your project, Project Nexus,
1: what are the
0: milestones that you hope to achieve with the team this year?
1: Well, Project Nexus is not really only a real estate tokenization project. Right. Uh, so, so we started with real estate tokenization and then we thought to ourselves, well, we, why don't we offer people everything? Meaning let's offer them the opportunity to buy into real estate, but also their favorite cryptos and their favorite stocks. So we thought to ourselves, okay, the first thing that we need to do or the first thing that we need to launch is crypto. We want to exist in the crypto ecosystem. We want the crypto ecosystem to build the app with us. And that's one of the reasons why we want to go out with with crypto first, because it's kind of a testing phase for us as a company where we put out a product and we basically give people a chance to use it and give us feedback. What do you like? What do you don't like? Can it be simplified? Can it be done better? Because we think that real estate as an asset is our crown jewel and we really wanna do it right. And we wanna take that opportunity of launching crypto first and fixing all the problems and getting the platform to a state where it's very good and it's usable and people like it and then introduce an asset like real estate because with, with real estate, we're really targeting the average Joe. And we don't want something to be half cooked or half baked and then offer that to the, to, to, to the average Joe. We want something that is, that is tested, that is being actually praised and liked by a lot of people. And then we can be confident enough to put an asset like real estate on our platform because you really only get one shot with the average Joe of convincing of that technology. If you fail, if your platform crashes, if, your pla- if, if you have so many different pla- uh, problems, if, if the design is not really that simple, if the user experience is not really easy and, and straightforward, you're going to lose the opportunity to basically bring the majority of people into the world of blockchain. And that's why we want to tread carefully you know, before we introduce real estate tokens. So we want to start first with cryptos, where we're going to offer basically most of the cryptos out there, we're going to allow people to buy and sell these cryptos. And then once that is done, then the next phase basically is going to be real estate, where we're going to offer a lot of real estate. We're going to start, for example, from assets here in Dubai and in Europe. And then we're right. gonna start expanding into East Asia and into different countries. And last but not least, we're gonna introduce stocks. So now we're giving people this platform that, that gives you a chance to basically invest in anything, anything that you want. You can create a portfolio of stocks, cryptos, real estate while you're sitting at home for as little as $50. Yeah. So that level of flexibility has never been seen before, that level of freedom, that level of choice has never been really there. You want stocks, you can go to Robinhood. You want crypto, you can go to Binance. You want real estate, you can check out Realty as a platform for real estate tokens. But there is no one platform, you know, one stop shop, one place where you can just have an entire overview of everything that you've invested in. And I, I think that is very important even for passing on or creating generational wealth, I mean, you need to, ha- you need to know what you, everything that you have, like you need to understand all of your investments, how much are they valued, how much, uh, how much of, of real estate do you have, how much of cryptos do you have, and everything is organized on the app for you. You can see an entire overview of you, all of your investments or even just real estate or just cryptos or just stocks. So that is also something that we want to offer in the future is that giving people the chance not to invest in just one interesting asset, which is real estate, but basically invest in everything. Right. Truly open market.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, Muhammad, I have to say it was an absolute pleasure having you come on to the show today, talk about Project Nexus and get into the weeds with me about real estate, tokenization, And really what that future is going to look look like, as you could say, this mass message is being created for mass adoption. And you being in the UAE in Dubai, in many ways, that that must almost feel like being in the center of the world as to Web3 technologies, decentralization, and where that that is going. So I think between the project itself and just by your very location, you know, it seems like things on the road ahead are going to be historic, which is which is wonderful. So
1: we very, touched very on interesting times
0: ahead. Yeah, know yeah. we touched on a lot of great things today. So I hope uh, I'd love to have you come back on in the future, and we can we can pick up from here and see how things have developed this year, and perhaps from there we could even see how twenty twenty four. Is going to is going to shape up. So, you know, Mohammed, like I said, it was an absolute pleasure having you on. Uh, thank you for sharing your time and really, really explaining tokenization in a very, very easy listening, easy to understand way. Because that's what I like to keep in mind when people listen. You know, this is not going to be textbook jargon beating you over the head. This is going to be organic conversation that takes these larger concepts and makes it really easy. To enjoy, you know, as you're getting on a, about your day. So, yeah.
1: Well, thanks a lot, Adam. I really appreciate the opportunity. I would like to also thank your viewers uh, for taking some time to listen to me blabber about real estate tokenization. I hope everybody had fun. And if and I would love to hear from all of your viewers. You know, please check us out on Twitter. Check out our, uh, our website, ProjectNexus.app. Come on on Telegram, chat with us, talk to us, give us ideas. We would love to hear from you guys. So thank you. Thanks a lot, Adam. I really appreciate it. And it was was a lot of fun.
0: Absolutely. Enjoy the rest of your day. Have a great weekend. And uh, you and I will talk soon. Brilliant. Thanks a lot, Adam. Take care. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Bye.